you know what? It's um, it's a pleasure to have Carl Hall with me um, right now in between gigs. Um, I saw you at Southport actually um, briefly on the side. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was great, man. I uh, I enjoyed the experience. That's what it's all about. Hmm. <laughs> first time? No, you've been to 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 the UK a few times. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've been to the UK a few times. That was the first time I played Southport. Yeah. Tell me about um, your history, because I kind of got to know you through the record that you've just released on Hyperdub, and uh, and as I'm sort of seeing, there's quite a lot more that's come previously to that. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. only 18, so I mean, yeah, when, did, when, did you, when did you start? Uh, I started when I was about 11. Um, uh, as far as DJing, Uncle um, Mine, DJ Raybone. Uh, kind of schooled me on uh, as far as mixing and things like that, selection. Um, then after that, I, I um, kind of pursued production a little bit more once I started to see that I wanted to uh, make, you know, music, you know, that I could play or, you know, listen to for that matter. Um, so 11? Yeah, yeah. So where were you hearing it? What kind of made you become a DJ then? Was there... Uh, I, even prior to that, man, I always wanted to do that because I would watch the the DMC video, right? The hip hop guys do their thing. But um, as far as hearing electronic music, if that's what you're talking about. Um, uh, there's like some radio shows, like late night, kind of more commercial pop based kind of things that were geared in the electronic realm. But um, I mean, yeah, I have friends too. Um, then also through Raybone, I mean, I end up meeting other Detroit artists and things like that. And, you know, it's just it's kind of just uh, just by association of me of being around certain people, kind of further garnering my interest. And uh, Detroit, what is it about Detroit that seems to bring out this music? Because it doesn't seem to happen anywhere else in America. The amount of talent and producers who are making such fine electronic music. Um, Have you got a theory? I mean, yeah, I do. Um, because it's not a city where so many people doing it at one time you're always kind of in your own head so you tend to get more creative when you don't have as many direct influences you know so maybe that's what it is i think if more people were in their own heads they would be allowed to do their own thing so maybe that's why or i mean it could be a number of things it could be because of the weather conditions it could be i mean that's my theory Excellent. Well, listen, we're going to play this uh, brand new one you've got coming out on Third Ear Records. It's an EP. Yeah. Um, let's play a track and uh, you can talk about it afterwards. Tell us all, all, about, right. it. Tell us all about it.
with Carl Hall, listening to some new music on Third Ear Records and four track EP. Yeah, four tracks. And uh, it's good to see that your bag is full of vinyl. You're not playing too many CDs or any at all, right? Right, that's right. <laughs> And uh, what do you do in the studio? How does it work for you? Is it all yourself, keyboards, the whole thing? Yep. Yeah. Where did you learn your? Where did you learn to play? Did you learn yourself? Or yeah, you... self-taught. Great. And you know all those musicians, uh, all those DJs in, in in Detroit. Obviously, Jeff Mills and, and Derek May, Carl Craig, Theo Parrish, all that. Was there one in particular that really inspired you? Who were your sort of early DJ inspirations out of that city? Well, early early DJ inspirations uh, out of those guys. Um, I mean, I, it wasn't early with them. I say maybe, maybe out of those guys, maybe Rick Wilhite, because I would go out and see him play, like my Uncle Ray, DJ Raybone. Uh, I mean, I see Al Esther play. I see Kevin Dysart play. He's kind of more lesser known cats. But I mean, Theo and all them, they were touring and stuff. So a lot of times when I came out, they weren't, they weren't in the city playing, you know. Um, so, I mean, that was before that, prior to that, before my time, they were here. But by that time, they were they were out there. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Most of them are still living in Detroit, though, aren't they? I mean, Carl's still living there. Yeah. They, everyone comes home. Yeah. Do you yeah. see yourself sort of eventually leaving Detroit, or do you think you're going to be there for, for, for the next sort of foreseeable future? Well, as of now, I don't really see any reason, you yeah. know, so I, I can't, you know, predict the future or how situations might change, but... As far as, you know, Detroit's a pretty easy place to live, so I don't really see a reason to move as of now. And are you spending more time um, traveling outside of the States, or is there a lot of a lot of buzz around the, the U.S. as well? Uh, more and more now that I've been playing in Europe. Actually, that's generally how it works. Yeah. You know, you know Europeans respect you. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah he cool, he cool, he cool, he yeah. cool. We can, we can give some props now. But, uh, yeah, I'm playing the festival this year, so that's cool. You know, the Electron Music Festival in Detroit. You know, it was my first year doing that. So, I mean, uh, definitely the European exposure uh, definitely has some influence on that, I believe. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting you saying about some of those DJs that haven't sort of, you know, got out of Detroit mm-hmm. necessarily. There's, there's the big names. Is it mainly because um, you have to make music? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, a huge part of it is... These days, producers become the performers. And not a lot of all the time, these people are DJs, you know? <laughs> so a lot of times the DJing aspect comes into play when there's money involved. So, uh, but there's a lot of great DJs in Detroit that were just DJs. Because back in the 80s and 90s, it was about the DJ scene. If you, I don't think a lot of people, from my understanding, from what people told me, I don't. It doesn't sound like a lot of people were thinking about doing so much production. You know, maybe like guys like Carl, Craig, and, and them. But the majority, of everyone else, it was more so like uh, a competition of who's the best DJ, and it was more about the crews and things. The DJ crews, you had like uh, Char, uh, uh, Direct Drive. You know, you had the Charlie Bar guys. You, it was like you know, you had the preppy guys to like the, the rough. You know, guys wearing Adidas suits to the, you know, I mean, this is stuff I've heard, you know, from other people, you know, from who've actually been there, you know, um, from my father to, you know, to other guys like like Theo and and, and, and Rick and, and Omar S, you know, because they all have different perspectives of coming up. But to go back to the question. Uh, yes, yeah, if you don't make music, you're not going to get out there. And I learned that kind of fast. 
and you're making a lot of music at the moment there's a lot of stuff coming out and uh, you're doing a few remixes too we played the dressed in dresden earlier on in the show mm. and uh this is another new one from um, a group from Belfast, right? Or, oh no, no! Actually, it's a it's a it's a guy who calls himself Space Dimension Controller Jack uh, Hamill. He's a 19 year old producer from uh, Belfast. that's very talented. Um, this is my first uh, thing I've done, you know, working in kind of collaboration to to one of his projects. I did this remix on my own, but as doing something with him. Um, yeah, so I think in the future I'll probably be doing some more stuff with, for him or with him, you know. But the label, Royal Oak, that's a, that's a clone, that's a subsidiary clone, which is based in Rotterdam.
yeah, we got the KMFH. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I did it says bit, on the cap, man. If you forget, I, I, right did it, I did it a bit fast. I almost caught myself out. Carl Hall um, playing tunes and uh, yeah as you say there's there's so much music where are you getting your music from? Uh, as far as vinyl where I'm buying yeah where, no, where are you sort of hearing it how oh you where am I hearing it? yeah internet really? <laughs> internet yeah. Uh, other people friends uh, you know shows uh, concerts everywhere man anywhere it's audible sound it's that's where you get it from and uh, when it comes to playing sets are you playing majority of your own sounds or are you actually mixing up with other people's well, other people's yeah of course you know because I appreciate music in general I'm not going to be a snob and just play all my own stuff right right but, you know maybe one day I'll be a snob and play all my own stuff but you know not right now <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the Gotta great interesting stuff. records one of the best records of the year as um, you heard earlier on was the latest record that you've just released on Hyperdub Recordings the yeah. double A side actually and how did you get to meet Steve and, and the crew at, at Hyperdub dub and, and and get tap into that scene because it's well, slightly different mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah yeah it's all relative though because music but um i mean uh i believe uh marcus he was working at warp records at one point and i was interested in doing some stuff for them so through a friend of mine i i, I talked to this other guy uh, who actually does distribution in detroit called fit and he he talked to somebody else like yeah check this guy Kyle Hall out you know he said he kind of wants to do something for Warp or something like that he's like so yeah he he knew some guy and then that guy knew some other guy and then hit up Marcus in Code Nine or something I guess heard up Marcus because he worked at Warp and then he emailed me up and I was like dang that was fast so I was like I just said you know I just I'm interested in possibly doing something for Warp I think I could do something that you know be a benefit to that label I think I could contribute. So uh, he hit me up and he was like, yeah, 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 well, I'll do this at Warp and this and that. I was like, all right, cool. Like, well, you got some tracks. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I wanted to get some stuff better, you know. I, wanted, I was like, all right, I'm going to make something, you know, something real solid, you know, send it off to him by the month or something about, you know, give me some, give myself some time to make something new, you know. So he, in that time period of me about to make something, he hits me up about this other group, Dark Star. And they said they like your music or whatever, and they'd be interested in you doing remix for this other label, Hyperdove, that I work with. And I was like, oh, yeah, I heard of Hyperdove. I mean, you know, some, this, this dubstep stuff, you know, that, that sounds straight, you know. I don't mind, you know, something different, you know, that's cool. I don't, you know, I, I just, you know, it sounds different, you know, some different sound of stuff. So why not? Why not? Why not? You know, so I went ahead and did it, you know, did the remix for Hyperdove, the uh, um, 80s Girls Computer that came out I think around like October something you know I did it around the summer and then you know it, it was real well received and uh, people appreciate the remix you know and then that kind of allowed my name to get known in other scenes like I guess in the UK or whatever so from that remix you know uh, I think that kind of uh, showed that Code 9 that you know it's like oh some potential here you know do something with you know hey man this record did pretty good you want to Want to do some originals though? I was like, why not? <laughs> I can probably try to do some dub stuff, you know. Why not? Let me, let me try. Uh, you know, I've been listening to some stuff since this remix, you know, just checking out what's going on. So uh, I went in, you know, one night, just sat down. I was like, I'm about to do the KMFH, you know, interpretation of what I think dubstep should sound like and how I would like it to be 
you know, translate it to people. So, went ahead, knocked him out, sent him to Marcus, sent him to Code 9. He's like, yeah, I like him. That's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah that's pretty interesting sound. That don't, don't sound like nothing else I heard. So, I was like, cool, I'll do another one. Bam. Next day, that was the EP. Then, you know, the rest is just the rest of paperwork and all that. And it was done. <laughs>
I'm really curious about how you're making your music, like what equipment you're using. Is there a lot of stuff you constantly or consistently buy new stuff? Uh, I mean, uh, I really been buying too much new stuff. I've been trying to serve some money. Uh, but uh, I use like a lot of hardware. I use combination of hardware and software at times. As far as like synths and things like that, maybe some more software. I use uh, like hardware stuff I use. I use like Nordly. Too. I like that keyboard. It's like uh, analog emulation, um, kind of like an analog modeling synth. Um, use the MPC 1000. Use the SP 404 to rolling. Um, I use uh, use the uh, SDX 330 rolling rack. Use the the M3R rack. Uh, the Emu racks. Planet Fast. Planet Dance. Uh, well, man, I use a lot of stuff. I use Casios. Use so much man I use like old DJ samplers like 8-bit DJ samplers get gritty sound cassette tapes uh, uh, Simmons drum machines um, uh, Simmons drum processors SDS8 uh, man a lot of stuff man whatever whatever and uh, you're gonna be working with some singers soon uh I actually did some stuff with some vocalists and Sam haven't really let anyone hear it yet but when I feel it's ready I will let people hear and uh, with all these different tracks coming out on different labels and stuff have you got a sort of uh, idea of dropping an album at one stage yeah 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 probably probably uh, this year or so I might whip up an album or something uh, yeah. on your own label no, I probably license it so I can make more money. You know? <laughs> I ain't stupid, you know. <laughs> I'm business match. KMFH. Okay, this is a track which is straight out of your box. One of your favorites at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, Omar S. Uh, remix of Big Strict, Two Detroit Cats. Uh, of uh, it's on the new Double Pack EP. Uh, Double Pack LP. I should say, I'm sorry, but uh, this one's uh, this one came out on seven days on uh, on the first EP that Big Strict did on Effects uh, Records. So um, this track's called I think it's called Buckle Up, Buckle Up, yeah, Buckle Up, and this is like Alex's Alex Omar S, Alex Omar Smith's interpretation. You know, do his thing on it. Love playing the track. He's banging, you know. Gives me hype. Get the crowd hype. Get everybody hype. Make me work the EQs and stuff, you know. Shoot. That's what I live for. So, you know, I like these type of tracks.
I love the way you say it just gets you going. Yeah. There are tunes like that, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's banging, man. It's, that's all I play. I play, no. I play some, some smoothies, you know. I like the bangers. What about the um, difference in DJ styles? Is there? Can you sort of notice the difference when you travel around? Yes. Whew, yes. Yes, I can. I definitely notice. First notice is digital style versus analog style. You know, you know which one I prefer. So, but uh, yeah, everybody got their style. You know, some people like rotaries, some people like the faders. I'm quite partial to the faders. Right. I must say so myself. Okay. I'm not a rotary man. You got a particular favorite mixer? Uh, I like that uh, Formula One sound, that old school one. Got nice, clear sound, mm. good, you know, quality. You know, got the faders, simple, straight to the point. Don't got too many bullcrap effects, you know. Yeah. So I like to do it. Let's get down. Let's get dirty. Let's yeah. play it. Yeah. Uh, I also like that Bozak, that rotary one, which is cool. I like the sound quality. I like the DJR sound quality. But I like the Formula One because it got faders. Put some faders on the DJR dog. I'm down. <laughs> okay, we're gonna finish off with this track. This is another one you pulled out of your bag. Explain this. Yeah, this is uh, Scott Grooves, another fellow Detroiter. Mm. Uh, definitely, definitely skilled brother. He's he's done some great stuff. I mean, probably the most notable thing people know that he's done is the. Uh, Something that Daft Punk remixed. Uh, it was called. It was a remix of, of uh, something he collaborated with Parliament. Man, I can't remember the name of the track. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue right now. But then, I mean, he got other stuff other than that. I mean, that one came out on Soma. But um, like like this stuff he did, like uh, old school. Uh, another big one he had come out was uh, La Rhythm. That was on Clone. The Journey is probably one of his biggest underground cuts. Sure. Um, like the percussion and that man. he's been around for a long yeah he's been around he's he's he, he's been around you know and that's another guy that i feel like needs to get more attention you know i mean he's getting a little bit more now but not even as much as i feel that he should so you know i wanted to highlight him by playing this you know and show my appreciation for his music hey thanks for coming in yep no problem pleasure